You're listening to Perpessence with Brian Dussel. Welcome to the Perpessence Podcast. I am your host, Brian Dussel. I have a full-time job. It's probably more than a full-time job. I usually work 60 hours a week in a factory. Fun stuff. I am sure many of you can relate to that. Anyways, I had the pleasure of being laid off for three weeks. It was a blessing, really. I was able to see my kids so much more and also buckle down on the podcast and my other projects I have going on. In the midst of all of that, I had an epiphany. An epiphany, I tell you. I could do this full time. I don't need that extra money I make working mandatory overtime at my day job. I have a vision of working from home. This way I can give all of you so much more content and I can spend more time with my kids. A win-win. We can start this by picking up merch. I recommend our t-shirts and hoodies. They are affordable and very comfortable. They fit well. You can find our merch on our website, perpessence.com. Today's guest is Casey Foreman. Casey is the founder of Casey Helps Kids, a nonprofit organization that helps kids and their families that have been affected by cancer. The events put on by Casey are phenomenal. I am impressed with how kind, personable, and relatable she is. Her organization is doing great things. Hi, Casey. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited uh, to talk with you today. Yeah, me too. We don't have any episodes that have anything kid-related, so I thought this was actually really unique, so I'm very interested. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to tell you about it. Um, It'll be good. Yeah, so you're the founder of Casey Helps Kids, and from what I have seen, it's a nonprofit company. And can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Casey Helps Kids, uh, we're a nationwide nonprofit helping kids and their families with cancer. Um, and I started it about almost 10 years ago now. Uh, after my battle uh, with cancer, I was diagnosed at the age of 13 and then again at 14 um, with cancer. And it really just you know changed my perspective of life. And so I um, realized how... Uh, not um, rare that childhood cancer was and just how many resource, resources at the time were not available. And so I wanted to you know, give kids hope and make them not feel alone. And so I started Casey Helps Kids by just simply donating a teddy bear. Uh, and then years later, uh, now we provide financial assistance. We also just partnered up with another um, sponsor who uh, helps us provide a getaway for the kids and their families. Um, So we do things all over the country. We also host fashion shows um, where the kids get to participate in a fashion show and walk down the runway while raising money as well um, to uh, assist with medical bills and, um, you know, all of the expenses that come with with uh, going through something 
you know, like cancer. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's been awesome. We've helped over 9,000 kids and their families. So um, it's pretty incredible. And I hope to just kind of keep doubling that number. Yeah, that's awesome. It's got to be pretty rewarding to say that's your job. Yeah, I mean, so like, it's my passion. So I work full time as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, but I mean, it's definitely what like I would lose sleep over any day to do this. It's, it's priceless, you know, um, just to be able to put a smile on those kids and their family's face and just make them, you know, give them memories that they won't ever forget is something that is worth every moment of, um, of our time. And, um, you know, it's just, I, I remember being there in that position and, um, what it meant to me as a child going through that. And so being able to give that back and give that to families and just, um, giving them a good day, it's, it's a hundred percent worth it. Oh, I can only imagine. And yeah, we always have to follow our passion, no matter if it makes money, doesn't make money. If you lose sleep, anything like that, because it's what keeps us going. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's true. You know, that's something that I've even now, 10 years later, like I have had trouble balancing, um, you know, as I start a career and I work full time and, um, essentially that's not really what makes me, you know, what, what motivates me and what drives me. And so, um, I continue just, you know, having to do my passion no matter what that takes. Awesome. So yeah, you have a heartfelt story and I believe, I, I believe a lot of people can, uh, possibly relate to it. Whoever's listening to this and I'd like you to tell us your story. Yeah. So, um, I was 12 and I w had just moved to Florida. Um, I was a pretty normal 12 year old. I, you know, was very emotional and just switching schools. So like going through a lot of just life changes and, um, it seemed like randomly one day I had a big, a bump that came up on my neck and we ended up getting it biopsied. The biopsy came back suspicious and we didn't really have an answer. And so um, we did eventually move forward with the surgery, which then we found out that it was cancer. And at that point it had spread. And so I went through treatments. I was in complete isolation for um, a couple of days at a time throughout the treatments. And my parents couldn't come in the room and I was 13 now. Um, and we didn't have the iPads and everything, you know, that are available now to distract us. But, uh, so I'm not really sure what I did, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just life changing. And then, you know, I think reality hit me, uh, or the, the, the most challenging part of my entire journey was not necessarily the cancer part. You know, I, I look at kids now and, and what they're going through and I had it, you know, pretty easy considering like cancer sucks, obviously, but. Um, but I had, you know, my journey with cancer was, was pretty uh, easy, but after cancer, I had this reality or this vision that life was just going to go back to normal. And that was not the case at all. You know, you still have the doctor's appointments and you still have the scans every year and just the anxiety that comes over you of, can this happen again? you know, uh, is this going to happen again? What will happen? Or, you know, then your, your, um, your friends are the ones that you've met in the hospital and, um, some of them lose their battle and just dealing with that reality. So really my challenge came years after cancer was, um, 
realizing that I had to accept this new normal in life and um, either be happy or, you know, just be depressed about it. And so it took me a while, but I got through that and um, it's, it's been, it's been a journey, you know, even though I've been in remission for quite some time now, I still have scares and (laughs) bumps in the road with my health and, you know, side effects from treatments and, Um, It's been a long journey, and I think that throughout the entire experience, what I've learned is that um, no matter what life traumas or uh, bad days that we go through, we can all sort of relate to um, each other and how we can overcome those things. So, you know, I can't relate to everyone's problems, but I can definitely provide somebody, you know, hope and, and let them know that I felt alone and I felt Um, like I could never get through a challenge before and, um, you know, just to kind of give them that positivity through that. Yeah, it definitely can't be a, a very pleasant feeling. So when you are feeling alone, challenged, like in that kind of dark space, what, what did you do to survive? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think as a child, it's a bit different as what I would do now, Um, Like when I was going through it, I don't think I really um, understood everything. And so as I got older and, you know, um, could just process everything and took a step back and process like, oh my gosh, I just went through this. And I I wasn't really processing it throughout the entire journey. Um, You know, now what I do is I just have to stay busy. Like I have to keep my mind going and, and do what um, makes, makes me happy. And, and for me, that's helping others and, and providing others hope, um, through, through my journey, you know, but just to stay busy, I, I realize that when I get too much time on my hands, <laughs> I tend to maybe overthink situations or just get down in the dumps. And, um, if I just keep going and, and stay busy and, um, constantly telling myself, you know, that, there's a reason why I went through this or I'm going through this challenge now. And, um, even though I don't see it at this moment, I will eventually, I will eventually see the silver lining of it. Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a busy body as well. Like I always have to have to have something to do. It's like, uh-huh. it's like I'd rather be flooded with stuff to do than like have downtime. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm the same exact way. And, um, I struggled a lot with like anxiety mm-hmm. and panic attacks. And I realized that a lot of my family, they're like, well, you're so busy. Of course you're anxious, you know, but I actually realized that when I'm so busy, I don't have time to think about it. I don't <laughs> have time to be anxious. And so when I'm, when I'm relaxed and I'm just sitting, you know, on the beach or something and nothing to think about, that's when I get right. more anxious because I'm like, something's wrong. <laughs> this is not normal for me. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried meditation or like yoga? Absolutely. Yes. I do. I do both of those quite often. Nice. Um, I, yeah. I usually try to meditate. Like I have apps on my phone, which is really nice that, you know, that's always readily available. So if I'm like flying on the plane or just anxious before I go to sleep and, you know, have that time to think about everything, I'm always um, turning on one of those apps and trying to meditate. Awesome. Yeah. I meditate as well and it recharges my battery. I have to do it or it like that anxiety takes over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, as you know, running your own company or, um, anything, you know, with 
um, running your own business stuff. It's 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 over. It can be very overwhelming sometimes, just with all of the things that you have to do. It's a never never ending list. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Just with the just how connected we are with all the social media and everything. It's yeah, we're constantly busy. It's crazy. Yep, and everybody expects that constant um, that constant communication oh, with yeah. and, and constant updates. And sometimes I'm like, I just need a break. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't. You know, I need a break from social media. But um, that's just our life today. So. Yeah. So since you work with kids, I wanted to pick a topic that complements that. I don't get to talk about kids too much on the podcast. I actually have two kids of my own. Kids that may have a harder time due to uh, diagnosis, what is something you believe is important to teach all of our kids? Something that we may take for granted or you see lacking in society? So I think one of the most important things is to allow kids to be kids, you know, and that um, I think a lot of times when kids are faced with, um, well, kids are growing up so fast nowadays too, you know, with social media, with all of these things, they just have so much more accessibility and knowledge to so much more than I feel like we used to as a, as a child. But, um, you know, through traumatic situations, these kids have to kind of grow up and look out for themselves uh, way before they should have to. Um, so I always try to stress that, especially like with kids that are fighting cancer or going through some like threatening illnesses that it's okay to just be a kid, you know, and don't limit yourself because of your, your illness or don't let it define you. Um, just for example, last week we, we took, uh, 10, 10, uh, kids that had cancer, 11 kids actually that had cancer in their families, um, to a getaway weekend out in, um, Palestine, Texas for a fishing camp. And, you know, we just had no limits for them. They were able to do whatever they wanted. And, and if they wanted to jump in the pool, they can jump in the pool. If they wanted to go fishing and fishing and just letting them know that um, they're able to do whatever they set their minds to. Nice. I, I have said that as well, that we don't let our kids grow up to be mm-hmm. kids. So like, let them get dirty, let them, you know, jump in the mud or the puddles and let them kind of, I mean, I kind of feel bad saying this, but kind of let them hurt themselves so they can learn, you know, how to grow up. And we, we're too too protective of our kids. And like I see that everywhere, everywhere I go. Like, they always want you right by their sides, like at all times. I know it's like dangerous out there, so you kind of have to keep aware of that too, but I don't know. I always rode. I always rode my bike as a kid. I skateboarded, and yeah, I don't. I don't really see that as much nowadays. Kind of sucks. Yeah, and I think that that's because um, in the world we we're so scared of everything, um, and that's because we have so much knowledge to things that back then we may not have had. You know, the media wasn't as broad as it is now, and. So we maybe didn't have that knowledge about bad things that are happening, but now it just seems like that's all that there is, is bad things happening because media, um, you know, magnifies on, on those things. Right. Um, so I think that as a, as kids that are so absorbed into social media, um, that's all they see is these negative and bad things. And I'm, I think it too, 
uh, makes anxiety and these mental health um, problems that are uh, seem to also be um, becoming more popular, you know, more um, affecting more people. That's that's why is because of course you're going to be anxious when you feel like only bad things are happening in the world. Right, and that's all the news focuses on. I, I actually don't watch the news. Me either. Uh, I, I've, I did that growing up as well, and I think it's one of the best things I've ever done. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I actually do not either. I was just uh, in the airport yesterday uh, talking to somebody. They're like, you haven't heard about they brought up a topic that was happening in another country. I'm like, no, I have no idea. I'm <laughs> like, see, this is why I don't watch the news, because I don't want to go there now, because I would be, I would be afraid. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. If you if you listen to everything all around the world, you couldn't go anywhere. Right, exactly. Yeah, you want to live like that, right? Oh, what'd you say? I said, who wants to live like that? Oh, right, exactly. So my boy, he's uh, almost four years old, and he's diagnosed with autism, and so he goes through a lot of therapy and stuff. He's a really smart kid, good boy, and how you were saying like kids be kids and grow up like there's all this therapy and if if he did therapy nonstop and that's all he did he could never be a kid so I think it's important to balance that so I don't throw him in a ton of therapy I do what you, you see his face you see him light up you see what works and what doesn't work and you see the improvements and all that so kind of like make a judgment call there and try to balance it out because letting letting them play and learn on their own is super important exactly yeah i completely i completely agree with that yeah and i think that you can you can take that all across the board no matter what they're diagnosed diagnosed with there's going to be therapies and all kinds of stuff but you still need to live yeah yeah you have to you have to live or you know else that's um, and even now, you know, with, with my journey still is, um, sometimes like with my organization, I'm surrounding, um, I'm surrounded by the reality of cancer and, you know, the hospitals and everything. And I have to take a step back too, and, um, just take a breather. And I, I think that's okay. Like we're all human and we can, we can only really take so much, you know, and, um, it's okay to take a step back and, uh, to realize that I'm just human and, you know, I need a break. Oh, for sure. So what's the hardest lesson you've learned in life? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot. Um, so I think the hardest lesson was um, to not let fear take over me. Um, and this is, that can be related to many things in life, but mostly I think that um, I've, I've sometimes seen a lot fear of failure um, dictate things that I do um, or things that I don't do actually, um, like with my organization or, um, you know, just getting rid of that fear that I'm going to fail uh, or, or let other people down. Um, it has been a really hard lesson, I guess, to learn or 
um, to overcome. Yeah, the the fear of failure is pretty tough. It took a while for me to learn that as well. Yeah, it's hard, you know, because you want to put everything into your passion or something. And um, it's so scary to, to do that and to let everyone else know that you're doing that, too. And the fear that it won't work out or that it won't work out perfectly is is hard to overcome, for sure. Right. That's why I like to say, so why are you really doing this? Are you doing it because it's your passion? It's in what's in your heart? So you should be doing it anyway. Why would you just not do it because you're in fear? Just do it and fail. That's, that's gonna, you, at the end of your life, you're going to think, I'm glad I tried. Because if you exactly. had that what if, Esther, that's going to really get you. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. I, um, I think I read a quote. Was, um, if you don't try, I mean, if you do try and you fail, at least you're one step, you know, closer to the, to what you were before. Um, I mean, we'll never know unless we try, right? So even if we do fail, at least we learn that lesson, you know, or what what can we do differently next time to to succeed? Exactly. Um, yeah. Until we try. Yeah, yeah, you fail forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, do you have any plans for the future? With um, regards to my organization? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, one of my main goals is, like, I love to uh, provide these, these getaway weekends with the families and spend time with them. But I definitely hope to um, continue on doing, like, our fashion shows and raising money. Um, and always, you know, having that until probably forever, um, or at least until we have a cure for, for childhood cancer. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to continue doing that, I also, um, am, am launching, um, another company called laughing after lemons. And it's really, um, all about, um, just learning how to laugh after, after our life's lemons. Um, and that could be related to anything, not just cancer, um, learning that, you know, not to focus on the problem, but how we overcome our problems per se. So. Oh yeah, definitely have to laugh at your stupidity. Like, I know I have to. Yes, and just our, just everything, everything that life hands, life hands us. You know, we can either be miserable and and feel sorry for ourselves, or we can get up and do something about it and um, turn it into something positive. Yeah, for sure. I caught myself being sorry for myself. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had, yeah. had to shake my head and get out of it. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, oh, I mean, I still, even, you know, even now, like I, I, there's, there's some days that it just happens. It just overcomes you and um, that's normal. That's okay. And um, I always like to stress that because again, with social media, we can always just focus on our positives and everyone can look perfect on social media. Right. But that's not the reality. Um, the reality is that, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be days where you doubt yourself and there's going to be days where it's going to be harder to get up than others. But, um, just to know that that's normal and that it's, it's okay to feel like that is just one step, you know, in the right direction. Oh, for sure. So where can people find you online? Yeah. So, uh, I'm pretty active on my Instagram, uh, my personal one, which is Casey Love, so that's K-A-S-I-E-L-O-V-E, um, or you can always follow our uh, website 
at khkidz, so that's khkids.org. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll post some links in the show notes so, so people can, uh, can click on that and follow you. Awesome. Yeah, that would be great. And thanks again for um, having me on here. It was really great to, to talk to you. Yeah, I, I uh, would like to do this again. I know we had to keep this one short, and perhaps we can discuss your uh, new business Yes, yes, that would be great. I, I um, would definitely like to uh, discuss that, and hopefully, we'll be launching in a in a few weeks with the website. So after that, um, I would love to uh, talk about it more and what we're doing. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you go. I know you have to get going. So it was, it, right. was it was nice talking to you, Casey. Great. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I actually um, am in. Fort Lauderdale, and we are going to um, a prom for kids with cancer. So oh, they, nice. get to, they get to walk out of the limo and feel just like a star for the night. So I'm super excited. I'm actually heading there in about 15 minutes. Very um, cool. <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, I look forward to speaking with you again as well. And let me know if there's ever anything I can do to help. Awesome. Well, I hope tonight goes per- perfect for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.